Well, hello everyone. This is Michelle Moross. Thank you for finding Mental Shift. If you're wondering who is Michelle Moross and how in the world did I find Mental Shift? Well, I have no idea how you found it, but I'm glad you did. My name is Michelle Moross. I'm an international speaker. I love to travel the world and inspire other people to find the best versions of themselves. I also am an author and I train people on communication, not just the talking part, the moving, the action, the everything about communicating. It's what I do. And then I happen to have this podcast that used to be a radio show for those of you who have been following me for quite a while. So welcome to Mental Shift. I love to talk to people. And what I found is that the world is made of stories and everyone has a story and everyone has something that had them shift their world into something new or something different. And it it wasn't either bad or good. It, it, It just happened and it made them look at the world in a different light. You've got a story like that too. So don't say, oh, then that's not about me. No, it's about you too. We all have stories to share. And on Mental Shift, that's what we do. We share stories and we share the advancements that have come from the struggles we've had as humans. So please welcome Mental Shift next guest. She's awesome. Her name is Trisha Copeland. I stumbled across her in one of these uh, virtual networking groups that have happened since the quarantine happened. And she's not just an author, okay? This lady is who I want to be when I grow up. She is a writer of multiple genres, uh, romance and inspirational love stories, paranormal and fantasy, uh, dystopian, um, uh, uh, help me, dystopian. um, Dystopian fiction. (laughs) Yeah, sci-fi. That is the word I was looking for. And and she just had a book come out. It's called Torch. Book, get this, number 14 just came out. It's called Torch. And... I'm just so excited to have her on because she's what I am when I want it, when I grow up. I mean, I want to write multiple books and right now I'm stuck in the whole, you know, self-help book area, but I want more because I have a very creative mind as most of you know, and I have a lot of sci-fi things going on in my head and I've been in a couple of sci-fi movies. So please welcome the very amazing, very cool lady that I can't wait to get to know today, Trisha Copeland. Thank you, Michelle. I'm hoping that I can live up to this right now. (laughs) You already have. (laughs) I I just, I love the fact that you are able to write in multiple genres. I mean, you have no idea how much I admire you for that. Because as a writer myself, I get in these, you know, these transfixed modes where I start writing and, and it stays in that spot. And then when I'm relaxing, I think of another story and I do, oh, I should write that down but I'm so tired from the other one that I never get to the one I really, the other one I want to write. And to see that you have 14 books from all different genres and they just kind of, it excites me. It excites me that you can turn on those different parts of your brain like you have. And I have to pick on your brain and you're like, Michelle, you're so hyper, please stop. No, I have my first question to you is, So many people say they want to be a writer or they want to write a book or they want to do something like that. What was the catalyst that got you writing for real? Sure. Um, My writing came about really, it started as a hobby. Um, In 2008, my husband bought me my first, well, maybe he bought me my first laptop because I started writing. I started writing literally in a notebook. Um, and I would write after my, my kids were young and I was a stay at home mom and I would write in the evenings after they went to bed instead of like watching Netflix or, or doing something else. I would, I just started writing and I was writing a story in my head and 
really it was about my background but I fictionalized it so um, in college I developed anorexia and that was a huge struggle for me I had to leave college take a break and then re-enter at another time but I think it was I was working through that time in my life and making peace with it and coming to terms with it, even though it was like 15 years later, I needed to do that and I needed to relive it. And maybe it was because I knew I was going to have a daughter and, or I had a daughter, but I knew she was going to be a teenager and, and an older young adult at some point. And I needed to figure out like what it meant to me and I needed to reflect. So I started writing a fictionalized story based on my experience but it was just like seeing a movie in my head and I would have tons of dialogue and fun scenes and her falling in love and her, her liking two guys at the same time. And so by the time I finished with this eight years later, I had 250,000 words written and just like oodles and oodles of pages. And my sister-in-law read some of it and she was like, this is really good. You need to do something. And at the time I had a friend who unbeknownst to me had a book and we'd really never talked about that part of her life. But then she had a book and it turned out she was wanted to start an editing business. And she said, I'll edit your book. And I was like, okay, we'll try it. <laughs> so I tried that and yeah, it kind of went from there. That was five years ago. Um, it took me a year to edit, and then I published, yeah, five years ago this May. So it's my first book. Five years, man. You, you Lady, you've gone through a lot. Five years, 14 that, books. Yes, that 250,000 words became my first two books of that, that series, the Being Me series. So. That's phenomenal. And, and, and see, this is part of what happens on Mental Shift. So many people do now, and I really don't have much of a story, or oh, you don't want me on there, or, or those kind of things. You had very tragic. I mean, anorexia is, is nothing to be fooled around with. I mean, you can die. And what you did is you took what you lived through, and instead of burying it and acting like it never, ever, ever happened, you used it to shift it up so other people can learn from it. And really, it started with you wanting to cheat your daughter to make sure she had a basis, right? but now you're helping thousands and thousands more. And that's what I always find so beautiful. And that's why I think I call this show mental shift is you had a mental shift on the situation. It's beautiful. I definitely think I'm using a different side of my brain because I'm a scientist. I was in research and now I write patents. So that's very much technical writing. And the other half of my brain is that creative process of how do you get these characters from one point to another and how do they fall in love and all those types of things. So. Yeah, I've got a goofy grin on my face. So for those of you who are only listening, I'm just smiling at her right now because this is incredible. It, it is amazing. And she didn't stop at the one and two books. She just kept writing. And it, it's like opening her mind, her creative side just to just it sounds really good. Her creative side is just throwing up. I mean, it's just, it's letting everything out. And that's what so many of us don't do. And I, as a storyteller, see that as living. By letting those imagination thoughts, and you know, those thoughts come out, it's, it's bringing fantasy to life and allowing your mind to expand more. So the more you, you can let your brain play in the fantasy and, and put it together, 
you make a whole nother, you've created worlds with your books. And so, well, no, we're looking at like the next Harry Potter lady. I mean, really, I mean, <laughs> you've created other worlds, not just one world, multiple worlds. And you still do your very technical side with the patent stuff. So yeah, you can have the best of both worlds. You can still be very analytical. You know, it's like, a, what's that? I don't know if you know the old song when in the 70s. It's, in the daytime, I'm Mr. Natural, just as healthy as I can be. But at night, I'm a junk food junkie. Good Lord, have pity on me. Have you ever heard that song? I haven't. Okay. It always cracks me up because people like you and I do that kind of stuff where we can be one persona. So I have an engineering background. So okay. technical. So I can be very technical. And then people see me on stage and I'm like this wild, crazy lady, you know, dancing across the stage because I have such a wild imagination. We have the best of both worlds. We can balance them. So many people think that you can only have one or the other. I believe we can have both. If you allow, allow them free, let them go. Stop doing, no, 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 not controlled, no, 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 no. Can you imagine what kind of fantasy books you would write if the analytical side of you stayed in control? Yeah. I'm not sure I would get from one place to another. <laughs> Never get published is what would happen. <laughs> they do, and this is a technical book. Let's go find a university for it. And, and that's what's important about life is you've got, yes, there's serious things in life. What started you off was a very serious subject, but you've got to enjoy the journey. You've got to see the nuances in the little dark places and, you know, things like that. And I'm giggly with just looking at you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> well, the other part that it opened up for me was a whole other social side and society of people that I would have never met otherwise. I mean, I go to author conferences and now I know them from some of them I've seen in person, but some of them I just know online. And when we get together, it's just like, it's, Right, it's the left brain, right brain thing. And someone will shout out, oh, what about a dragon? What about a fairy? What about an elf? And, you know, we can talk about, it's, it's amazing culture that the indie author especially has, has going. So it's a lot of fun. I think it's amazing. And one day I'll join you in that world because I'm going to write a sci-fi. I'm going to hold that. Like I'm going to hold you to that. Okay, because I'll talk to you offline about what I've got in my head. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> it's something I've always wanted to do. And uh, with this shutdown, I've been playing with other parts of my imagination. So I've gone into music. I've been practicing in another language, well, three other languages. And uh, I, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm moving. I'm doing more. My third and fourth books, I wrote halfway through both. And then when, you know, I really want to write something sci-fi-ish. I mean, I don't even want to finish these. I want to do this next. And so my husband's like, finish one of them first he's a he's a um aquatic biologist so yeah <laughs> so he's like finish this one first I, do, I have no interest in it right now so that's where my problem is it's my brain wants to go off and play and it wants to play in the sci-fi world right now and i don't know if you know but i i'm in a movie oh fine. Movie. it's it just came out well it came out in march it's called uh, jurassic thunder oh i have to look it up yeah it, it's on amazon prime i'm I'm the computer voice and the anchor. So I do access denied, access granted. <laughs> that's awesome. I am going to look that up. Yeah, it, it's, it's fun. It's crazy. But that's the sci-fi me. I like the play. And everyone always sees the very serious. Well, they never see the serious part of me. There isn't one. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean, the, the, that side of me. But I just, I love 
the way your brain works. And I look forward to reading more of your books because my thing with mental shift is I don't know anything about the person in front of me. I do not look, I don't research, I don't do anything because I just want to know you. I want to know you as you are, not what the, the write-ups have said, not what anything else has said, you. And it's a more genuine connection because now I know what makes you tick because I can feel what makes you tick and how you light up when you were talking about the different things. You know what I mean? So it's, it's real. And I, I'm excited. Book number 14, if you're looking for something to read, you need to just go to her website, okay? It's www.trishacopeland.com. And I'm going to write Trisha, say you, tell you how to spell it, because I always spell it wrong. It's T-R-I-C-I-A, Copeland, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D.com. And when you go there, you'll see the different genres, and you can click on them, and you can see the, the books. She's got, she's got audiobooks. She's got the Kindles. I mean, you name it, just go. Anything you might possibly want besides, you know, self-help books, <laughs> self -help, you're going to find on her site because that's how her brain works. She, she explores all these different genres in her head and she's really, really freaking good at it. So check her out. My new friend, she doesn't know it, but she's my new, new friend. And um, I, I just, this new book, I read a little bit of the write-up on it because you sent it to me and I said, don't. And she did. So now I see it. And it's what torches a it's a you said it's a combination of divergent and the hunger games a little bit right and it it's has that you have to save the government first or something like that right strong female characters yeah battling against the government but has a cure for this virus but is not sharing it with the world so it's That's a good. tough time to release a book like that. About to say, I'm thinking it's kind of timely, isn't it? Yes, because the, the first, this is actually the second book in the series. And the yeah. first book, my husband said, like, when all these rumors came out that the Chinese government had, re, you know, released the virus and they were doing it to stage war against us and, you That's know, they, they weren't going to share a vaccine. Like, all of that is written in my first book. It is kind of scary. All, obviously, all those are rumors, but it could have been like taken from my my first book. So, but and it's hard to gauge whether people want to read about that right now. But the second book is really fun in that these two teenagers are really trying to do what's right, and they're going to go all the way to do what's right. So they're trying to get the cure away from the militaristic government, and they're trying to share it with the world. So. I think it's very timely and I think people will like to read it because part of this whole quarantine thing is the unknown. It's kind of scary. And so to read a book that's fantasy about it will help you, um, your brain process the fear factor of it at all. Because we're not really afraid of, of the unknown. We're afraid of what we think we know of the unknown. And by reading your book, which is a fantasy version of what you perceive could happen, right? It, it fills one of the, the unknown spots. And so I think it's a therapeutic thing. That would help a lot of people figure out, what am I really afraid of right now? I mean, do we really think we're going to be putting on, you know, you know, was it tribute? You know, do we really think that's going to happen? And so by reading your book, I think it'll help people process what's going on right now in, in a fantasy world. No, I think this is good. I think it's timely. Hear that? I think it's timely. Uh, go find her book. <laughs>
<laughs> and and I saw uh, uh, someone told me that you had an audio book that had just come out in like like just early late last year, like April or something. You had an audio book come out too, or something. In and February, I, actually. So my urban fantasy series, my YA urban fantasy series, I had it narrated into an audiobook. So that just came out in February. The first and second one, the first one's on Audible right now, and the second one's on all the other channels. Audible's taking a little bit longer. They do more of a review. But um, yeah, the second one will be there soon. So we'll have two books of that four book fantasy series out on Audible pretty soon. Didn't I not tell you that people that, you know, Trish is pretty awesome? That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for, a, for a woman who does communication and, and teaches other people how to speak yeah i'm sitting here doing that's awesome <laughs> no vocabulary at all <laughs> but i i'm excited to know more about you because of that not not just your writing and you know the things that you went through in college that you were brave enough to write about it i mean that you're even brave enough to even bring it back up into your memory honestly um because you know when you when we when we gone through such traumatic things in our lives it, it's not like it goes away it's always there we're always fighting it we're always battling that little you know that little monster inside of our brains and so for you to be able to write about it put it into a fantasy version your brain was still processing that doing can i let that back up again you know so it it was very brave of you to write those books and to help other people by writing those books and I hope you understand how important it was that you did write what you wrote and that you were able to grow and write more because you're giving hope to other people who, who have bad experiences in their life and they think, you know, this defines me and I can never move beyond it. Uh, well, yeah, no, it does define you, but not locked you in a box. It defines you by helping you grow into who you really are. So good on you on that. I, I hope it doesn't define people. It defines a, a part of you and a part of what shapes you, but it doesn't define all of you, right? I, I would hope that people get past that. Well, and that's what I do as a as a coach. A lot of times I'm, I'm working through, you know, I'll be doing a business coaching session or a speaking session, and it'll always come up to something happened to them in their past, and their brain has locked on it, that it... Um, they cannot move past it because this happened, A happened, so B will happen. So now that I'm way up in the, you know, X, Y, Zs, because A and B happened, I can't move to the next level. You know, and it's like, okay, we need to work on this one little piece because it's stopping where you're really supposed to be. And that's why I smile at you because you were able to not only take A and B with you while you were moving, but <laughs> used it as a stepping stone to get to the next other, the other letters. So that is what I train people to do is to be able to recognize what they've gone through, what they've experienced. And even if you're still in it, how to grow power from it, not be pulled down in a bucket. And that is a huge growth step in any, any coach that works with anybody is like they used their pain to grow. It's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to just, you know, curl up. And I don't know if you know, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm a cancer patient, you know, so I could also curl up in a ball. It's never going to go away. It will always be there. And it's like, you know, and that's fine. I'm still it's living, hard. right? It's hard not to curl up sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's scary, but you know, you can have, I, I can have my boo-woo times. You can have your boo-woo times. We can do that. I wish, 
times and do and that's enough time's up up oh, let's do it say one of the reasons i do write in different genres because my first series about my um about my experience with anorexia and overcoming that was very I mean, parts of it are light and I, I mixed humor in it and fun things in it but parts of it were very very heavy and so when I finished writing that series and I wanted to finish it I needed to finish it but when I finished writing that that's when I was like now I'm gonna write paranormal now I'm gonna write fantasy I'm gonna write about vampires and I will mix my books up so I'll write a fantasy and then I'll write a romance one because um, even my fantasy ones can, you know, there's bad guys in the fantasy books and, you know, the characters have to go through the struggle of beating the bad guy and you don't know if they're going to win or not. So even those can get really intense because I get really attached to my characters. So then I'll write a light romance. Oh, she just falls in love and gets married and lives happily ever after. And then I'll go back to writing my dystopian sci-fi where their lives are in peril again. So and it's good to mix it up. And so I don't get so far down into, ooh, she's in a war. <laughs> so, yeah. And this is why you're supposed to be on the show the way you were supposed to be on the show. Everything happens when it's supposed to happen. It was so that's cool what to I'm, meet that's you. That's what I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling with the whole, you know, other side of my brain that wants to come out. <laughs> That's so cool. No, and and you you're right about storytelling. I mean, I'm a professional storyteller. It's what I do. Is everything has an up and a down. Every good story has a good person and a bit of a villain. There's always someone you have to root for and someone you wish mm, we don't want them there. It's part of storytelling. And even on stage, it's it's what we do. We just condense the stories. I mean, we condense it really tight. And one day, when you want to, if you ever want to speak about anything you do. You need to talk to me and I'll get you on stage to talk about how you, your, your different genres, because I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a stage performer. I help people tell their story out loud and verbal words and written words are different. And so that's where I am with people now as I, I'm training my, my clients, you know, they come up and they learn how to, you know, to present on stage, whatever it is. And so they're like, oh no, this is how I wrote it. I do. It's nice how you write it, but verbiage is different than speaking. And they're like, how, how? I do, okay, go up there and read. Go up and read. And, and it almost sounds like Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> it, is, it is hard to read your own work. It is. I, I tried to do that one time. I was going to go to an organization that transcribes, not transcribes, I don't know, reads books aloud and records them for the blind. And I was donating my books to the organization. So, and the person said, well, sometimes authors read their own books. Would you like to try it? And I was thinking, wow, this is going to be a lot of hours of dedicated time, right? But I was like, okay, well, I'll try it and see how it goes. So he puts me in the sound room with the headphones on and I start reading and I start reading really fast. <laughs> and I'm stumbling over words. I'm so nervous. And he's like, okay, well, thank you for the trial and we'll get back to you on whether we want you to do this. So like a week later, he's like, we had several people listen to your reading and we, we have tons of volunteers here. So we'll be fine. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I knew that I hadn't done well, but I was so nervous that I was talking so fast. So well, it, I, I did my own audiobook for my first book, Eat, Drink, and Be oh. Merry. And they asked me to come back and do everyone else's books because my voice, I can, I can read, but I read out loud because I'm a stage person. I can, 
I can speak better than I, well, I, they're kind of the same, but I consider myself a better speaker than a writer. And uh, they're like, your voice is really good. Can you do more books? I do, as long as it, I can do it from home. Yeah, I'll, I'll do audiobook everything. But what I found with my own writing was there, I write very personal stories. I share personal stories. And to say them out loud was reliving it completely. And so to relive my, my mother-in-law with her leukemia was just, it was heart-wrenching. So I would stop because I was crying and while I was reading my book. And he's like, go on. Just go on. I'm like, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to ever read that book out loud ever again. But I, I've gotten much better at it. Practice, pra perfect practice makes perfect or something like that. I think so. That's what they say. Yeah, I love audiobook. I, I love doing audiobooks. I like paper, so I don't ever listen to audiobooks, but I like reading them. I like reading them out loud. Yeah. So you never know. I might I might do one of your books. I might have you do one of my books. I think you know I need to do that first series. Okay, because I would love to do it. But I, I, I love it. I love, I am such a bookaholic. Trisha, if you ever, ever hang out with me long enough, you will see very large piles of books. I devour books. And um, my cabin is probably walled with books. <laughs> I'm going to come to your cabin for a vacation then. We would, we would just have a whole week of reading. <laughs> okay. Because really, I, I, I can read like two or three books a day. I mean, I, it, it depends on, you know, what, what kind of books they are. But I, I won't stop. And so I've been collecting books since I was a little girl. And all the ones I like, I keep. And then I write little notes and then why I like them. And the ones I don't like, I donate back to the library. And so my husband does the same thing. So we have very large collections of books. I was going to say, that's my limiting factor is my husband. Because while he can keep five cars in our garage, then I don't get that many bookshelves. So. We've got a whole cabin just for the books. <laughs> my Kindle is overflowing, though. So I like ebooks too. Okay, well, you're going to have to go to the cabin with me one day, and we'll do that, because it's a lovely place to just sit there and read. It's very relaxing. Now, I know I have stopped looking at time, so I have no idea how long we've been talking. I'm just completely transfixed right now. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we haven't been talking for more than 30 minutes. I, I don't think we have, but uh, I, I don't know. So for those of you who are watching, and if we're over 30 minutes, I apologize, but I'm really enjoying just talking to Tricia. And uh, if you'd like to stop and come back later, feel free. <laughs> we're gonna have to have coffee when this, when this quarantine thing comes up. Uh, that's, that's my philosophy. We're gonna have to meet. I'll have to come up to Definitely. you. But no, I- not far from me either. Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're in Southern Denver, aren't you? North of Denver. North of Denver, okay because I'm in the Black Forest area, but oh. I just, authors just amaze me, especially authors who can do what you do, but, but people who have gone through really traumatic things and keep moving. And, and I, I, the reason I keep going back to that, Trisha, is because I meet so many people who get stuck because something terrible happened in the past, and they just drag that gigantic weight with them and trug it with them. And I, I love that you used it as a stepping stone and not a rope around your neck that was pulling you underwater, you know? And I, I admire you for, for that. And uh, thank you.
I was very, very sick. And I decided at my bottom that I wasn't going to let me beat me. So I, every day I got up the next day and I did what they told me to do. And I did it one day at a time until it wasn't so hard anymore. And it got better. It took several years, but it did. It got better. And I think that can be everyone's story. It is. I mean, I wrote that second, my second book is called It's Not Luck Overcoming You. And, and I wrote it because- Not luck. <laughs> not luck. Because not luck. Saying, oh, you're so lucky you're traveling the world and speaking it. It's not luck. Oh, you're so lucky that you don't have to work a nine to five job. It's not luck. And what happened was I found out I had breast cancer. So I have a brain injury. And then I found out I had breast cancer and it gave me three months to live. So everything I thought I wanted to do in my lifetime, I was doing very quickly because I didn't know when I was going to die. So I just started moving really quick. And so when people said, oh, you're so lucky, I said, it's not luck. I'm working my butt off. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very focused and I'm getting things done because I have to leave things for my children. My children have to know who I am and I need to help before I go away because I suffered through so many things that the world needs to know this before I die. I mean, so I had this, this drive and then I didn't die. Good thing I finished the book though. I mean, it was like bad things happen because they happen. But what happens with the, it's not luck overcoming you, all those inner critics in your head. And with anorexia, you heard the same thing. You're not good enough. What do you think you are? Why do you, and all that, those voices. And so what I did is that book is me talking to my own voices and what I said back to them and how I proved them wrong. And so I walk other people through their inner critics because we all have our issues. We all have our own problems. We've all overcome something. Just some of us recognize when we've overcome and some of us don't recognize when we overcome. And what my book does is help them realize that they've overcome, right? But anyways, I, I know we have got to be at the 35, 40 minute mark. Um, it's, I think my clock says 1042, but I have chill bumps right now just hearing you talk about that. Thank you for sharing your experience too, because um, I had a friend who died of breast cancer last year and it was hard seeing her with her kids are about the same age as my kids. And yeah, it was, she was an amazing example of fighting to stay with her family for as long as she could. So I am really happy that I could be here with you today. I'm so glad you are too. I've lost so many friends for various reasons. And those of us who had the cancer journey together, I think there's only three of us left that I know that we were in that same little, the pod of women. And so it's a scary thing. It's very scary. But then you, I, I think I've been gaining power from, I'll live for all of them. I, I can't explain it. And I, I think you understand. I, I will live for everyone. I, I will carry whatever that torch is that they were they were running with. I will take it and I will keep going, and I will go until I stop. And then hopefully someone else keeps going with mine. You know, and life is beautiful for as long as we get to have it. And I thank you for sharing your gift with the world. And for those of you who are listening, this is what mental shift is about. This is what stories are about. It's sharing growing, loving, and living together throughout time, throughout space, throughout countries, throughout whatever social distancing, I don't believe it's social distancing, physical distancing that we are experiencing because we are more socially combined and closer than we ever have been. If it wasn't for this social, this uh, physical distancing and we all getting on online, I would have never met Trisha. No. 
it has expanded my world by being shut in my house because I'm reaching out to people I would have never been able to meet. And so, Tricia, thank you. Thank you for spending your afternoon, your morning with me. <laughs> You're welcome. This is my pleasure. It's so great to get to know you better, too. I look forward to learning more about you. And I apologize if I kept you on longer than the 30 minutes, I promised oh, you. Because we're I good. Really you're good. I enjoyed it. I lost track of time. So everyone out there in radio land, podcast world, social media, wherever you're listening or watching, thank you for joining us. And please look up Trisha. Go to her website. It's T-R-I-C-I-A. Copeland, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D.com. She has several genres, romance and inspirational love stories, paranormal fantasy, dystopian uh, sci-fi, and her newest book just came out called Torch. It's a book, uh, the second book of the series, and I think it's very timely, so look it up, look her up, and if you could do us a favor, if you know anyone who's gone through anything or wants to write or just is wondering or just needs something to listen to that's just really cool conversation, have them follow Mental Shift. My YouTube page is youtube.com uh, forward slash Michelle Moross or, and then find the, the Mental Shift or go to Anchor. And that's all in the preview and it's all in the post view. So you can find the, the links, then go to Trisha's site and connect with her too. Have a fabulous week, everybody. Be the best version of you. And remember, no matter what you're going through, someone needs to hear your story. And the most therapeutic thing you can do is write it down. Have a fabulous week and be the best version of you. Until next time, this is Michelle Moross signing off.